Hey, how's it guys? We're back with another podcast. Um, yeah, I hope everyone's well. At least this time it didn't sound like you were going to start like a pop song. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no. Hey! Yeah, no, anyway, um, jumping into this one, uh, we just thinking a little bit about leadership. I think um, in the recent, well, in the last week, we've, we've um, obviously been experiencing general kind of things, but another big thing that's been coming out is leadership is that um, the responsibility of the people guiding us through uncertain times, as well as like smaller things of individual leaders and stuff like that. And it's an interesting topic. It's something that I always thought a lot about as someone who's egotistical enough to think or to aspire to leadership. Yeah, um, too. Yeah, and Shanti as well, particularly, <clears throat> particularly egotistical of the two of us. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think we also we don't want to talk about it in like the typical way it's not this is not like a self-help no not episode all. being like you know this is what we see good leadership is and all that cuck basically no, go listen to tony robbins if you want that yeah i won't thank you um it's that that's exactly the type of content content that absolutely drives me crazy i cannot listen to that it's just it's it's raw like okay no raw raw i call it raw raw stuff it no. is raw raw as as a salesman that is a huge aspect of obviously my industry and things around me. That's a that's a big part of it, um, and uh, gets you going. It it does get you going, but um, at the same time, it's like it's super cringy at, at moments and things like that. And I think um, no. I think it's not very practical. Half Sometimes the time. it induces vomiting even. <laughs> Extreme nausea is a side effect <laughs> of, of sales meetings. I believe that's true. Anyway, um, um, yeah. So if more from our side. You know, tackle it from like a, I guess, a more philosophical aspect as per usual. Um, I and think the, the... Personal the, as well. Personal. like Personal, yeah. yeah well, personal what, experience with leadership. And my leadership just, sucks. It's like, yeah. It, exactly. That's the thing that came up earlier. I think we, yeah. we had a short discussion on it earlier. And the thing that came up was like, it's not fun. No. Like, it shouldn't be no. fun. And no. if it is fun, you're probably not leading right. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds or, pretty dreary. Or you're an unbelievably lucky leader. If you're leading in a situation where everything is easy, you don't have to make tough decisions, there's not really that much responsibility, and you're just kind of coasting, that's lucky because that's not or really leadership. if you are leading and you don't find it difficult to just like make these decisions they that are. should be difficult and like... Jeez, like then you're rare. You're very rare. But also, like, m- maybe you're super ruthless. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, like, I was just, uh, took, immediately took me to Game of Thrones, and I thought of... Um, well, have you watched House of Cards as well? Yes, also. Yes, similar thing. Bolton. Um, Lord Bolton. Lord Bolton's bastard son. I don't know if you got that far in Game of Thrones. I watched all of them. Lord Bolton's um, was like, bastard son. It's like a year and a half ago, but he, okay. Tortures. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. I know. Okay. I know. What about. He's like the most, probably the most fucked up character in Game of Thrones. Okay. I would. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to stick to that. And like, he, he he doesn't falter. He's just able to make decisions. Like he can just make absolutely ruthless decisions, second to second, um, and it doesn't bother him at all. And that's like an example. I, I mean, he's an absolute so psychopath. So what, what, I, what, I what I think you're pointing out there isn't really as much as a, of an aspect. Or, I mean, it comes out in leadership, but it's more of a, of, a, of a strength of will. 
It's that he, mm. as an individual, and we're talking about a fictional character, but he as an individual is so sure of what his frame of his what his what his frame of interpreting the world is that he knows where everything li- lies, black and white. He's like, okay, cool. Do you help me or not? If not, cool, done. He's got no gray area where oh that person uh, has like a backstory or something like that. And I think that's what you. But it's just very clear cut to him. Yeah. But I think that could that could go in the opposite side where. You're so, um, you're so empathetic to your band of people. So, for instance, in a business context, I care about this environment and what is best for this. And you can be ruthless in a positive way of, like, you don't allow things that are negative into that section. Yeah. From positive You'd call it firm or I call it, I'd strong call world. It strong world. Strong world is a good one. And I think, yeah. I think that's it. It's not, it doesn't, I mean, obviously right. the negative side is ruthlessness. Absolutely. So it's it's about the, it's about the balance. clarity. It's about clarity. Clar- oh, that decision making thing is about clarity. Yeah. Yes. But it's about that balance between like, yes, you have to have empathy and understanding for those that you lead in, but you also can't be too easily swayed. Mm. I think so that's 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 the first tough part of being a leader, right? The ability like to make decisions. Where you want to sit on that scale. Um, to to begin with, like, yeah. what type of attitude do you bring in to? And there's, there's so know, much stuff out so there. Difficult. Like, there's so much stuff out there that like discusses the alpha, and then what are, are you, what's your personality type, and like, where do you line thing? And then there's that Simon Sinek thing of no, no, no. If you're a leader, you'll be pushed towards the front by a group, and or it's if you're up, yeah. you know, or if you're a different type of leader, you'll take it and you'll just run with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that all comes down to the clarity of how you see the problem. And whether you're in a group of people who agree with you or not. And then that decides whether you have a group of following. Um, and then coming to... We were, we were watching Star Trek the other day because I'm getting into Star Trek. Mm. And there was an episode where basically Spock, who's the second command, tells Captain Kirk, which is the leader, that says, no, no, you have to be perfect for the men. And at that time I had said, that is hectic responsibility because if you're leading a group of people and they start not believing you're the best person to make decisions. Yeah. It's particularly hectic in a life and death situation. Yeah, yeah. But even even with business, like even with like, okay, my bosses, if you guys are listening to this, all right, don't <laughs> take it personally. But if if they make decisions that I'm like, oh, I would have done a better thing, yeah. that makes it more difficult for me to listen to them the next time. I'm like, oh, yeah, but like, ah, oh, you know, right, I right, wouldn't right, have right. done that. But the thing at the same time is that I also have to accept as someone who isn't a leader in this situation, and then we can talk about the responsibility of someone who isn't a leader, um, yeah, of realizing... But continue what you're saying yeah, about leaders. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. But basically is that I'm not in a position to make that decision, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But I don't even want to be. In an, as in a non-leader. As a non-leader. Okay. But as the leader, you need to understand that you've got all, all... I mean, as a non-leader looking in, but even as a leader, you've got so many things on your plate that you can only make decisions on the frame of work of the frame of reference that you've invented for yourself and you just got to keep going you can't <coughs> you can't afford to be stopped half the time yeah um interesting thing about um leadership for me was is like that the next step after being like okay well I've decided, you know, um, or you, it's not like a decision you take, but like it's something you begin to learn about yourself, even when you're not like in leadership roles. It's like, 
and it's it's like you say, like when you criticizing other leaders that you have, yeah. you you start to like play that back to yourself maybe, and you're like, oh, what would I have done in that situation? What type of decision making do I want to um, do? You know, like mm. what type of attitude do I want to take with like a team of people that I'm leading? Yeah. Do I want to be the super firm leader? Do I want to be the like super understanding, whatever, and finding that balance? Um, for myself, like I find I can come across, I come across more harsh than I am inside my head. So mm-hmm. the effort for, from my side is to always try come across more empathetic maybe than I feel because that way it counterbalances the kind of tone and outward language I use. Yeah. So that was, that's like type of the way I try manage myself in those position, positions um, whilst like I feel like the firmness and the harshness and the black and white decision making mm. is something that maybe comes naturally to me yeah. so I have to find I have to consciously bring in the empathetic understanding like the, that moment to take two steps back and be like okay wait let's take a look at the situation yeah. and I, um, I, think, I think that's a key thing as always that um, when, when in leadership, it's, it's, it's who, why are you in that position? Yeah. And what is, what is the overall objective? Um, and I think I've been in, I, like, even with me, when, I'm in, when I have been in positions of leadership, I would, and it was a sign of my own immaturity, would immediately become by me. And how will I lead this group? Yeah. How will I make this group the best group that I want it to be? Yeah. And I think that encapsulates the negative aspect of leadership is that most of the time you're not doing the work if you're a leader. Most of the time, all yeah. you're doing is asking other people to do it yeah. and getting them to do it the best they Delegation can. Delegation and decision-making. That's all it is. And because you have the overall picture and you're able to just spin through it. And I think the mistakes I've made in the past and sometimes the mistakes I see is that a lot of people are leading to try to get what they are how, how, am I, how am I trying to express this? How, you understand what I'm saying? What you are saying earlier about like providing themselves with yes. like an experience that they want, like more freedom or like prosperity or something, as opposed to like exactly. trying to take on more responsibility to push the team or the members that they're leading in the right direction or take them to heights that that group wants to go or should go, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like, it's like the reason you have a leader is because you're moving in a direction. Right. All right? And now, there's reasons for members of the group to be a part of that group. Yeah. All right? They want to go in the direction you want to go, and either they do or they don't. Um, but having that mindset of the do or the don't is a very difficult mindset because you can be moving in a direction of like in a business financial success and it becomes very hard to be like, Oh, they do. And they don't want to be a part of the group. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, so you, you slightly disagree with the fact that our, our packaging is red. Now you don't want to be a part of the group. You right, know? Right. That's extreme. That's there's like, an, not, there's another balance. There, there's, there? there's, there's another balance. And then I think another part of that is the empathy of, of as a leader being like, remember the color of the packet doesn't necessarily dictate the final objective. You know, and having that balance to it as well of realizing that small decisions don't even really matter, and a keeping time, yeah. a lot of time keeping your leadership to decisions that are like life and death for the 
for the kind of entity. Does that make sense as well? Yeah, yeah. I think identifying identifying what's important. Obviously, you, pettiness is a no. Yeah. Like pettiness is an absolute no in any leadership position. I think that's super important. I'd say like that's yeah. I think interesting thing coming back to the like inclusion exclusion of members of a group. So like, mm. um, it's a. It's interesting because you like, to a certain extent, when you have a group that you lead in, right, you want everyone to be bought into the idea. No, that's just the point, yeah. You know, you like, everyone want, firstly, they should see. want to be led by the leader. Yeah. They also should share at least the majority of goals and perspectives with the rest of the group and leadership of the group, right? So... I think there is a balance in like it may get to a certain point where there's a certain individual who disagrees or is unhappy with enough stuff where you draw that line it's very difficult where like it has to be posed to that individual like if you don't want to be a part of this then like either in depending on what scenario you are in life but like yeah. either you like you get to you more than welcome to leave type thing um and I found myself using that as a device maybe too often. Like the threat of exclusion. The, the threat of exclusion. Um, and I wouldn't say it was like an empty threat because it, I genuine. whenever I said that to people, I, like I genuinely meant it. I was like, if you don't buy into the, the philosophy and the goal of what this group's trying to do, then basically like you shouldn't really be here. You, you make yourself unhappy because you're not buying into yeah. what we're doing, you know? And yeah. I think... When I said stuff like that, I genuinely meant it. Like, it wasn't like leave. It was like reconsider. Like, yeah. are you in line with? Do you share the end goal um, that this group has? And if the answer is yes, then try to reconcile the difficulties you're having in the small moment with the group. You know, like um, whatever that is. Um, but it's super tricky, and I think a lot of a lot of leaders overuse that yeah. as a function to basically get rid of naysayers, yeah. you know? And when it comes to like a governmental yeah. level, you look at like totalitarian um, regimes or like military regimes where like basically if you say something bad about the government or you crit over criticize, like you jailed yeah. or persecuted or yeah, put to death or whatever yeah, the situation is. <laughs> You are excluded socially, hectically. <laughs> so, so obviously, this discussion is definitely bouncing around a lot. But we're, we're talking about leadership in the context that we've both experienced because we've neither neither been in the army nor have we been in any high high government thing, no. nor have we necessarily been a part of any um, extremist political party yet. yet. <laughs> um, but I remember, so when I was first given a position of leadership, or given as in I tried to move into it, like I was obviously young. Um, and it was very aggressive. I remember my need for the leadership was overpowering. Where mm. I was like, no, no, I will take control of the situation. Yeah. And I will beat you into submission, you know, until you listen to me. Yeah. Because I know what's best, so shut up and follow me right. kind of thing. Right. And looking back at that now, which was maybe four years ago, and, I was like, and I'm like, dude, entirely unnecessary. Firstly, because not everyone wanted what I wanted. Yeah. And not everyone needed what I thought they needed. Yeah. You know, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And that's a huge thing. And now, to look back on. you know, and now fast forwarding forward, 
to a person that I always thought leadership was the only thing I was aspiring to. Now I'm 20, and I'm like, I don't even really want it. Yeah. Like, at least yeah. not now. Yeah. Um, and there's an aspect of me that I know is, is always going to be pushing for, like, decision-making because by nature I like it, which is maybe a good person, a part of a group to force, you know, hard yeah. decisions yeah, yeah. be made. But I don't even want the responsibility of the, the reverse side of it, of, of being... Making, like, I, the wrong decision. Yeah, making the wrong decision, but also just the, just the unending stress of yeah. being the leader, like... You oh, always, you know, yeah. you always got to make these insane, well, <coughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm expressing it like really hectic. It's not, I mean, it's not always that hectic, but, um, but just to be in a position where you have made, made an organization work through like basically through your willpower, yeah. you have gathered a group of people together, you've arranged them in an order, yeah. you've each given them tasks and now you're the one providing them with the reward in order for them to keep doing the task. That's exhausting. That is, is absolutely is exhausting. exhausting. And I can't imagine anything worse, like, right, right now. now. Right now, dude. Like, Interesting. I, I found, like, when you were saying that about first time you found yourself, like, stepping into a leadership position, I... That is 100% the exact same like fiery feeling I had inside of myself from so young, like so young. And I think I realized like maybe also it was maybe like more recently, like five, six years ago, I realized that's the part of me that's super arrogant and like self obsessed to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. And that aspect of me, that's like, there is no one who knows better in this situation than me. And I, it was, it was an inescapable feeling for me when I was young. Like, I had to, if I was in a cricket team, I had to be the captain. 100%. I had to. And if I wasn't, I, would I was stop. miserable. Yes, 100%. Absolutely but miserable. I'm right, you know, kind of thing. And it, it carried on all the way through. And like, I think I, it, I used to, the intensity I used to of the feeling faded. So I used to older. actively, um, and I can, I can say it clearly now, I used to actively remove myself from situations where I wasn't in leadership. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, so no one wants to listen to me? fine, I'm not listening to anyone. And then I'd walk out. And I remember this so clearly. Problem child. (laughs) I was such a problem child. And I think it comes back to like that discussion of the force of will. Of the clarity between the... It was so clear in my mind between right and wrong. Obviously, it was my opinion, but it was right. (laughs) As far as I knew. And and that force of will was so strong in me that I would be like, oh, um, no, you know. And I think the difference between a good leader and, and leaders that lead, you know, is the fact that they're leading because they forced themselves into that position. Because Do you think so, that's a thing? That there's still people who lead that are so... No, no, that, what you just said. What you mean? People who are forced into that, they're like, people who don't necessarily want, they're not looking for that feeling we're talking about. They don't have that feeling, but like, when they get pushed into the position, they do a good job. Is that like a thing in the world, do you think? I've seen it. I don't think it's that common, but I've seen... Right, I've seen, but when it happens. But when it happens, it's good. Like, right. it happens super well. Where, like, someone's under... Like, it, like... Yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen guys that I'm like, 
they would never do a good job. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, they just have this uncanny ability to just pull people together. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's leadership. Like, if, yeah. we, if we talk about leadership as, as moving a group of people in a direction, then yes, most certainly. But do I think what I think of a leader, everyone is no. Like, you don't, my idea of a leader, of like an autocratic, this, that way, and everyone's rah, rah, you know, you're so right, claps for me. That's, you don't get pushed into that kind of role of leadership because that's a very much a, a showman's and thought. But egotistical. It's egotistical, like, oh. like myself. But right. my point is, is that there is definitely an aspect of leadership that just falls onto people. I, think that's, I don't think it's romantic so that's as... As romantic as, like as, like, as the forms and stuff. I think there's definitely but, uh, much, a I, lot of I propaganda. I think that's an important thing to, to explore now is like, um, and try to find those examples because I think the... It's an interesting thing. It's a cliche, definitely. Um, and I think it's a cliche because it's a contradiction to the majority of leaders we see in the world. Um, so it's a cliche we find refreshing and maybe it's a cliche we find accurate as well is that that thing of like the best type of leaders are leaders that I don't, don't think want the to be leaders. the best type of leaders because if you don't really want to be a leader, you're never really going to make any massive development. But I'm measuring leadership now is in support. As in no, like, like they don't, they don't actively campaign seek out compa- yeah, well, like, yeah. leadership. Yeah, right? it's a, it's a, the weird thing. I think I think this. It's type like of social buy-in. It's more social in this conversation. This, it's social buy-in. But this type of example, don't you find in in our history at least, at least in European history, but in um, in all type of like feudal history, you know, where we had kings and queens, emperors and um, empresses. It was like, when it's a family business, leadership, you'll get, you'll find that almost more often, you know, if that makes sense. Whereas in a, in a liberal society where there's like supposed freedom and this and that, and it's a free society, democratic, you elect, uh, leaders are supposedly elected, this and that, then the person has to campaign yeah. to a certain extent. It doesn't matter what they level of governance you're on. Has to have intention. There has to be intention behind that person leading. So you're immediately filtering out those people. It's an interesting thing. But if you look back on, on like feudal states and systems, when it's a family business or whatnot, or it's like you'll find the person, the successor. It may be that that's like the person who's supposed to step into the leadership role is someone who they know that they will lead, but they've never sought it. They've never sought the power. They, they've even shied away from the power. You find examples of that. Um, and it'd, it'd be interesting to look at, the, look at history and just see like how many of those leaders were perceived as good um, and that type of thing. I think we see less and less of it in the, in the modern world. What people being just stumbling into leadership roles. Yeah, because I think it's... Well, we have a very hierarchical structure with most things. Like everything, we assume that there should be a structure that someone should stand on top of something kind of thing. We, yeah, we sure. All sure, roles should be taken. But also, no, the reason why we do, uh, the reason I think we don't have it is because of social freedoms and democracy. Because of democracy, we don't have it. So... We live in a society where we, we trust democracy. We're like, okay, we all want to play a part in electing our leaders. As a result, the people 
who stand are the ones who are like firstly back themselves you know like yeah, yeah. that's number one requirement yeah, that's a hot, like that's just another thing like how do you think that you're right, more right than other people especially on that kind of scale like i would think i'm more right than most people in a room of 10 yeah but give me like a hundred thousand like you know i'm probably not right in a group of a hundred thousand Okay. Well, you know? my delusions of grandeur are far greater than yours. <laughs> exactly. I told you the more you to stick one out of both of us. I am. I am. <laughs> it's, look, it's a serious thing. And I, I am working through it. That doesn't mean I won't um, be some sort of political dictator one day. But yeah. I am working through the egotistical part of it. And like, I don't want to want to be a leader because it makes me the most important person. That, to me, is not right. You want to be However, I know that sits inside of me. So I want to try to work out that feeling of yeah. needing to be the most important. Because I think that's an undesirable trait as, as someone who's going to lead. As opposed to, like, all the, I may have any number of other desirable traits that contribute to maybe good governance and good leadership. Yeah. But... That's something, in, and there's probably a whole number of um, bad traits that sit there, but that one is very clear to me. Yeah. Um, and I, think, I think this would be an interesting time to like, bring up how my view of lead, leadership has changed so extremely from like being 16. So when I was younger, I was like, oh no, I want to be the leader, I want everything to be mine. Yeah. Transition to, I definitely don't want to be a leader, could never take on that responsibility. To position now where I'm like, I could potentially see myself as a leader, not because I want the attention, but because I know I could deal with the negative ramifications of leadership. Right. In the sense of, I know how my leadership is going to look in the next 8 to 15 years, if I ever get into position, is that it's going to be entirely based on a team. Is that I know my ability to make good decisions is going to be entirely related to the people who I can bounce ideas off of around, to prevent my biases from affecting my leadership role. Because I know I have that autocratic side to me that is so hectically right and wrong, but I know I need someone else to be like, hey, I know you think what you're saying is right now, but you need to consider these facts. Yeah. You know, a buffering system. Right. And I think that is going to be, that's my transition of, it's no, it's, it's, leadership has changed from a, from a singularity to like a collective yeah. in the sense of to make me accountable for the power I have in this in the system that I have it because I know that I could use the power negatively like I'm very sure that let's say I start up a business things are moving in my direction all right things suddenly I get some success I'm having enough success to believe I'm right all right but I'm also only an individual and so I know that there's going to need to be fail-safes in order to prevent me from going so, full. So, everything you just said about the type of leader, type of leadership position that you now can see as something that interests you speaks to structures we've put in place in the last... Uh, okay, it is 300 years, but let's say it's become much yeah. more common more yeah. recently. Um, with the emergence of more democratic societies and what, what, whatever, is committee leadership. Yeah. Right. The, whole, the, the point of a committee leadership is checks and fail-safes. Yeah. You know, like, 
But the thing is, I also hate bureaucracy. So there would be an aspect right. to it. There would be an aspect so to it where as I you, would make the fine. As you have more, you see, that's the thing. Is like as you move from like autocracy towards like single party committee yeah. control. Yeah. You, your bu- bureaucracy goes up, and then as you move to like multiple party coercion, so like in South Africa, for example, very democratic um, political system, you you have like any there's there's no limit on the number of parties that can sit in parliament. Theoretically, there's a limit on the seats, yes, but it's not limited. Yeah, yeah. So you could have any number of denomination of people with different ideas all sitting in this massive committee, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a chairperson. And already it's chaos. No, no, no. Like it's, it's, and all, all of them are. Like all the over motion, the world. But the thing is, the thing is, this is the thing, this is the thing. Emotionally, that's what I want. But I'm also quite sure that I'm going to get to a place where I'm just going to be able to make decisions instantaneously. And, uh, and I just, <coughs> if I, the thing about it like this is like, I don't need to be right. It's particularly in a, a business environment. Yeah. Um, most of what I'm discussing is a business environment. Shanti is discussing political environments yeah. mostly, but most of the decisions I'm making is in a business environment. As a leader, I think where it's going to get to is that, firstly, it will be my enterprise, and therefore I will run most of the risk. All right? That's the assumption I make as a, as a business owner slash business leader in this thing. All right? If, if that is the case, then I need to get into a position where I can make so many decisions instantaneously all the time, you know, all the time, just constantly. And I only need to be right 52% of the time, you know. And if I can get to a place where I'm making 300 decisions a day and I'm right 52% of the time, you know, then at the end of it, I'm gonna, my net win to net loss ratio will be enough to hold over. I don't agree with that. I think you, you don't think, think so? I think you're thinking about decision-making statistically, which is the opposite of the nature of decision-making. Every decision holds a different value. It's about different substance. It's, it's, it, statistics will not provide you with a, a majority win share. That's like if you're taking a bet and you know that your bet will win 52% of the time, then you yeah. bet the same but then, thing every but then, single but time. Then, but then how is that, that different? How, how is that different in this context of betting on your leadership to make it successful? I'm betting on my ability to be right 52% of the time by making so many decisions. Because each decision is different. I'm saying the bets are uniform. So yeah. if you have bets that are uniform, that you know this will... And it doesn't happen, okay? That's yeah. the nature of gambling, yeah. is you don't know, yeah. generally, unless it's fixed. Yeah. But if you have a fixed horse race and you know that the, this outcome wins 52% of the time, then you can make, do that every time. There's consistency there. What I'm saying is decision-making in a business world or political world or wherever, it's, there's no consistency in each decision. Like a, not each decision holds the same weight. Not mm. each decision has similar or the same number of outcomes. Or, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying. There's, not math- there's, no, there, there, there's no mathematics in it. There's not necessarily the mathematics to it. All right? A lot of decision-making involves... Um, social structurings, this, like social decisions. Yeah, and that's it's incalculable. So, but but then but then if if we're talking about decision making in a social structure where um, can Sally sit here even though it's going to make Greg upset? 
All right? Right. In that situation, there's so many variables of, yes, but I'll take Greg out for dinner a day later. Maybe he's just having a bad day, so he's upset for 20 minutes, but he'll get over it in three hours. So I'm just going to make the decision to fix that problem right then and there, you know, kind of thing. And you can spend so, many, so much time picking apart the many different variables that could make up the social situation of the 15 people in the office, you know. And well, now you're just talking, you're going back to willpower. You've been like, I'm going to be like no, that leader no, who's like, no. listen, Greg, <laughs> sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's uh, like, oh, and he sits down grumpily. Yeah. And you're like, I'll deal with this later. Yeah. You go to him at the end, listen, Greg, I'm sorry I had to do that. Yeah. It's just something that comes with being a leader. I'm sure you'll understand. I'm going to take you out for lunch um, tomorrow. And we'll, we'll, we'll have a beer over it. Tell me what the issue is with Sally, actually. Air it out to me. I won't. I'm, uh, I'm, it'll be confidential. And then you work it out like that. That's got nothing to do with you being fif- right 52% of the time. That's no, got to do with your social no, ability no, no, to but, handle but, but that, that's decisions. That, but that's the decision making. I, I, I call that decision. Okay. I'm not talking about budget and, and necessarily marketing money and stuff like that. You know, like, then... then Obviously, the committee. But now you're just backing your ability. It's got nothing to do with you fifty-two percent of the time. So now we're going back to the. So then, so then I guess we answer it. I am entirely egotistical, and it will dissolve to an autocratic system where I make the decisions and I go with what best I feel. Glad we were able to get there. But you brought up a really good point about leadership. Is, um, I think that's massive, especially in like, outside of like. Governance, so like not non-political, like committees, um, whether it's like yeah. some business committee or some board, or yeah. it's like a a, a school board or a yeah, yeah. sports club or whatever it is. It's like your people skills are huge, 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 and exactly. it's because people don't actually give a fuck. Like Explain. Greg doesn't actually care that he doesn't like Sally. He just wants someone to care that he care. He just wants someone to care that that he feels that know, he's, he's injustice. He wants that someone he has to think about the fact like, that his the fact that his life is hard, which is which is so true. Okay. Which is so true. Like this, like is the he thing. will get over you. But now, but now this is the thing. So now, for instance, my office, got, my desk got moved. So this is a, a right. particularly offensive t- topic to there me. There we go. <laughs> So I can tell you a real people. I got moved. I will. I moved myself to an air conditioned part of the office because, and I was so pleased about. Oh, this. you moved yourself. Move myself because we were moving desks around. Everyone said, "Pick your own desk." I was like, "Sick, I'm picking my own desk." Got an air conditioning thing. Stoked about it. Absolutely happy about it. Cool. Super busy. Someone else sits at my desk. I feel violated. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so unjustified. Anyway, so long story short. All of a sudden, half the office isn't used. Now there's no air conditioning anywhere. Okay? Now I'm even more upset. And I'm, then I'm like thinking like, I'm so, oh my word, this company cares, doesn't care about me. <laughs> I am so offended by everything here. Honestly, this is, where's my letter of resignation? I am done. Because yeah. my chair got moved. And then I sit back and I'm like, Luke, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? Okay, think about it logically. There's massive rents to pay for office space. And then, and then obviously, as a non-leader, then I'm like, dial it down. I'm like, I wasn't unjustified at all. You know, my worries are like nothing. As long as I can run my business, then I'm fine. But the, the reality is that it is that dynamic of um, <laughs> the, the, the chair being moved in my perceived injustice. You know, so this is an observation on 
people who aren't in leadership, you know, which I think makes up which is the entirety of leadership is it doesn't even matter what you as an individual do. It's what people perceive you do, yeah. you know. And what I would have liked is someone just be like, hey, Luke, so sorry about this. We're trying our best to do this together. Um, but keep it up, bud. I'd be like, oh, sick. This is fine. No worries. I'll go, I, like, I'll spend my one hour in the office a day. <laughs> you know, but you, probably, you probably just fumed internally. So <laughs> exactly. No one even knew no, that there, even... there was an issue. You were just, you were just sitting there like smiling, like so angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I mean, I tripped a few people, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, but the, that's the thing is that that's the aspect of leadership that I don't want to deal with. Like, I would hate. You know what? And that's the aspect of leadership. I fully agree with you. I would, I would deal with the Greg Sally situation exactly the same way. I'd be like, Greg. I don't want to be rude, but like, shut the fuck up yeah. and sit down. Yeah. You know, but like, what else? What else can you do? Is there even a different way of dealing with it? Like, there absolutely, absolutely is. <laughs> and this is this is for me where it comes down. The nature of the outcome of what you tell the person to do is the same, but How you bring it to them in a different way. Something I learned from Dom. I hope Dom's listening to this podcast. <laughs> Dom, Dom is the master. Of bringing things across in a digestible way. Yeah. So like neither neither Dom of which we're both good at. We're not help, good at help me in practical situations where I needed to tell people <laughs> to do things, oh, yeah. and he'd be like, "Okay, but like, why don't you just like come at it from this angle?" And I was like, "Never that never crossed my mind, not once." Yeah. I Thank went. You. I was going full on aggression, gun to the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it's super important to be able to be like. Like, um, it's knowing when to use your, when to apply pressure, yeah. when to use force and when to not use force. Like exactly. sometimes you don't need to use force at all. It's you need so to use understanding use or force. empathy, yeah. but force is just like, I was going to say it's natural, but it comes naturally to some people to be more forceful. It's the force of all things as well. Yeah. Like when you have a strong force of yeah. all, it doesn't even matter. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter what you think. Sally, yeah. Sally needs to sit there and get over it and move on. Yeah. You know? And then Greg's going to fume for six months and then he's going to be angry and then one other injustice will happen and he'll resign and he'll take off the yeah. company with it. You know? Basically, what, when you're saying like, shut, shut up and sit down, what you're saying is, what you're finding so important right now is just so unimportant. And that may be the truth, but why say it? Yeah. You know? Exactly. I think that's... that's just coming back to this leadership thing is like how that's one of the difficult things like when you know, is it you know people exist that are good at this hey which fascinates me what it's like so, dealing with situations dealing like with situations like this Absolutely. it's it's unbelievable like um you know like i could like this comes back to the, the 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 committee thing that i meant is that i know that i could never deal with this kind of thing and i have so much empathy for leaders that in my life where i'm like dude you dealt with the situation terribly and i'm fuming right now but I get it. Like, it's hard. Like, I, would, I don't want to be doing what you're doing. If I was doing it, I'd probably do it differently. But at the same time, I don't have the responsibilities you're dealing with. So I'm not going to judge, you know. Yeah. But that's the thing is that it, it is unbelievably difficult. And, and how do you juggle, you know, people's emotions and people's desires that they don't tell you about? And, you know, it's, I could never deal with a team of more than like three people. You know, like, I feel like I'm exhausted by your problems. Like, yeah. I, can, I can remember their kid's name, their wife's name, you know, their aunt's, their uncle's, their birthday. Oh, I could never do that. Exhausted. Yeah. She said, I don't remember that for good friends of mine. Exactly. But this is the thing is that, um, you know, 
being a good leader is about managing managing people, you know, managing people's needs and wants. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is actually. Interesting. It, you, you have to manage people's needs and wants in a way that pushes the group towards whatever goal you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And I think, I think that would probably be my form of leadership. I would sit someone down and say, listen, you're joining my group, my company, my business, whatever. Like, we both have needs and wants. Can we just talk about it now? You know, and let's, and let's have that conversation right now. This is Sarah. She's going to make you feel great about everything. All right. I'm going to tell you to sit where you need to sit. Sarah will make you feel okay about it. If you have issues, go to Sarah. If you have issues, go to Sarah. I want you to know I care, yeah. but I also have my own needs and wants. And like, I don't want us to like, you know, and then have that kind of conversation because I think that's invaluable as well is knowing where you stand um, yeah. in that situation. And, and being open and not getting about... promises, not getting promises that aren't kept. That's, that's important, but being open about who you, the role you play. So yes. you may be the leader, but like you also stand as a person and play a yeah. specific role and you may be delegating other roles yeah. to other people in your team, right? So it's, it's important for people to know what role you play. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good point maybe to kind of bring us to the end is that that's exactly the type of thing I think is a great strategy. Like as you enter in with either a new team or a new person mm. joining the team, is to be like, okay, what do you want out of this experience? Yeah. And you just make sure that what they want aligns enough with the rest of the group. Yeah. You know? Um, but then, and then and but that in that meeting, don't, don't like, make things up. <laughs> don't make promises. promises. Yeah. Don't make promises. Because, yeah. like... We're going to make you 500,000 rand. Oh, that's like... That's like... Oh, man. Like, I can't imagine what... As someone who, like, you know, it just, it sucks. Don't make promises, you know. Like, leadership should be just purely honest. It should be purely buy-in. It's like, listen, we both want to get you together. You know, I don't want this to be a propaganda conversation. I want us to just get yeah. through this together, um, you know. And at the end of the day, my signature's on the document <coughs> that holds this all together. And if you dislike it, just don't agree to the document kind of thing. You know, it's simple. Like, you know, it comes down to it in the day. It's like, you've got to buy-in. You know, no, you do need uh, some sort of buy-in. I think that's what that's what's nice about democracy, is that, and that doesn't work perfectly. But yeah. I wouldn't want some, this system leading my country. On some level, <laughs> but this system but would, on, with democracy speaking to that buy-in, on some level, there's a buy-in. Like there's a participation at, on some level. Like yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not a fan of democracy. I'm struggling to say positive things about it. But like. <laughs> What I'm saying is you, you have, the, there is a sense of buying. You're like, I'm a stakeholder in the society. It matters. And I have, the decision matters to me. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's it a part of me. this decision that I have a say in, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it. Buying mm -hmm. is super important. But just also understanding how much, just how much ability to make the decision you have. Yeah. You know? It's pretty low in a, de in a democracy, and as, as well as in business, unless you're a stakeholder. But yeah, it gets lower though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that in general, I don't. We've kind of circled a lot of things, but I guess that's kind of how we feel about leadership in general. Yeah, cool. So have a good day, week, year, life, and uh, and please don't make promises you can't keep. And stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah, true.